Hi, hello, welcome to another episode of Isaiah's Newsstand. It's your host, Isaiah Edwards. The date is July 2nd, 2023. Hopefully this episode finds you well in good spirits and high hopes. As for me, I'm doing pretty good, feeling good. Uh, we had a really fun night out. I um, did a little birthday celebration for a homie in Northside. Uh, shout out to Boyges. What's up? What's up? Happy birthday, baby boy. Um, if you know, you know. <laughs> but yeah, no, we had a really good time. It was really fun. Uh, before the birthday stuff kind of started, uh, we more or less just hung out like two bars. But uh, before the birthday stuff started, we went to Bridges and I got uh, some, uh, it was like a rice bowl, but it had like chicken and some veggies in there. It was really yummy. And then I also had a, a samosa. And I will say the food was like so good. I was just nomming, 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 nomming. And then I like was going to like put up on my trash and I realized there was like extra sauce in there. And I was like, oh no. And so I, I just wanted to try it. And I was like, of course, sauce is amazing. So uh, that was a good way to start off the night. Uh, we just did drinks, hanging out. Um, then we went up to, you know, and we went from one bar to another bar and then we chilled and, you know, yada, yada, yada. Now we're back here and it's Sunday. So yeah, good times. Fun, fun, fun. Uh, let's see here. Is there anything else to really report in my personal corner? No, overall we're good. Um, still trying to quote unquote eat better. Or I really, maybe not to say eat better, really just try to live a little better and, um, say so far it's going okay. I will say, I think I'm always going to hate like being the one to regulate myself on things. That shit's such a fucking an annoyance. Like, ugh, I want to eat this. I want to drink that. And not having like the full, um, you know, freedom to do that is like, ugh, <laughs> can't put me in a cage. Can't put me in a corner. <laughs> all right, all right, um, enough about me. Let's talk about some news. Um, actually, I'm going to do my classic startup, warm up, if you will, and then we'll get into it. Sounds good. Oh yeah. All right. From Reuters, Bolsonaro barred from holding public office in Brazil until 2030. Um, so I consider this nothing else but a dub. Uh, we'd love to see it. Um, Bolsonaro, uh, the Trump of the tropics, if you will, um, is taking an L that like, <coughs> I think it does have like a certain kind of sting, but at the same time, it's also something that I'm curious to see how he's going to walk off um it does seem like he has some potential political ploys in the wings uh let's go ahead and talk about it though uh former brazilian president Jair bolsonaro uh person is personal uh well let's rewind that uh former brazilian president Jair bolsonaro's political career was in tatters on friday as brazil's federal uh electoral court the tse barred the far-right nationalist from public office until 2030 for his conduct 
during last year's fraught election. Five out of the seven justices voted to convict the 68-year-old Bolsonaro for abuse of power and misuse of media over his actions in July of 2022. Uh, Ahead of the election, when he summoned ambassadors to vent unfounded claims about Brazil's electronic voting system. So... Yeah, we, we definitely did do some coverage uh, between the race between him and uh, Lula da Silva. Now, uh, luckily, da Silva did come out on top. I was actually very surprised by that because I know things were getting very like tight in the race. Um, and, I mean, Bolsonaro was definitely seeming like he was trying to pull out all the stops. And leading up to this, he was saying time and time again how uh, the electronic voting system was just fraudulent. How... It, it was ineffective, it didn't work, we should go back to paper, even though he's won in a system where they were using electronic voting. So that was something I found very frustrating. Uh, Bolsonaro is just a, a, just a huge character. Uh, he definitely told a lot of people what they wanted to hear, but at the same time, just doing shit that was like, you know, fucking up the Amazon rainforest. Um, you know, when it came to vaccines, I feel like it was really detrimental to Brazil how he handled that. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm glad to see that he's going to be out of public office, you know, to at least, uh, 2030. Uh, that means that it definitely is gonna shake up the landscape because he was kind of the biggest contender, um, on the conservative side, uh, for 2026. So we'll see how that space gets filled. Um, but kind of just speaking to like, you know, what's next for Bolsonaro, uh, it seems that maybe he's kind of shifted rhetoric to saying like, well, I'll potentially just back my, my wife, my wife, uh, Michelle, Michelle Bolsonaro. Uh, so I mean, potentially she could step into the vacuum and, um, uh, she's a political novice. She's a bit of a rookie. But uh, she's an avowed evangelical Christian who could win support among a religious right that is wary of of Lula. So, um, I mean, that would definitely be an interesting development. Uh, I'm curious to see what uh, the future holds for Brazil. I know that, you know, we covered the uh, their January 8th riot. That was a very interesting moment. And I think it's just kind of like an aftermath of that election of just people just being upset and not wanting to let it go like this this strong base that was with bolsonaro and i and it makes sense because that kind of goes back to what i was saying is that bolsonaro was really good at telling people what they wanted to hear and saying hey i want to back this i want to do this i want to like support you guys but in terms of actually delivering that i just feel like he was lacking and uh the shit that he did accomplish was i would say negative for brazil so uh, yeah, I feel like that's all I wanted to say about that. Uh, we can move on to another politician in another country. We're going to North Carolina. Going raise up, take your shirt off, swing it around your head like a helicopter. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> I actually got this story. I got the, 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 the crux of it, the, you know, the, the meat from listening to, um, Top Hat with um it's like a ben kissel you know last podcast on the left thingy um they cover political news and things like that so this guy who is a 
Speaker of the House, Tim Moore, has been in a lot of controversy, and I wanted to talk about it too. So there are two articles here. It's kind of a bit of a part one, part two. Uh, North Carolina House Speaker Tim Moore's growing list of scandals. That's from Axios. And then from the New York Post, which, eh, you know, we'll say it's a bit shaky to me. But um, it's definitely got the most interesting parts of the story, in my opinion. Uh, North Carolina House Speaker installs spy cameras to intimidate mistress's husband from speaking out. Lawsuit. Okay, so let's start back with the Axios article. Um, in 10 days since news broke of a lawsuit filed against North Carolina Speaker Tim Moore, he has continued to preside over his chamber and take interviews with reporters as usual. Uh, in, in the filing, Moore, the longest serving House Speaker in the state history, is accused of abusing his power, including, um, to, uh, including to sleep, including, uh, sleeping with a married state official. The news has dominated headlines, even as the legislature races to implement a spending package for the new fiscal year and continues advancing its biggest priorities. Um, now, Moore is, um, he's been accused of a lot of shit. I'm definitely not going to get to all the length of his crimes in this uh, podcast episode, but uh, it definitely runs deep and, and it's a lot, but... Um, Let's see here. Uh, he has been in office for 20 years, um, at least, you know, state office. And he's also been contemplating a Congress run. So, I mean, that would be interesting. It's also interesting, too, that despite all these allegations, I mean, I mean this is kind of a broken record on this podcast, but, like, despite all the like allegations, it's just like, eh, you know, they brush him off. Like, oh, you got some problems with your taxes here. Oh, well, I'll fix that. Or, like, hey, you, like, used a bunch of money, like, state buddy, to, like, fix your law office up or do a law office thing. It's like, ah, you know, it's whatever. Like, all these things kind of wind up getting blown off or the chaff in the wind. But, um, I don't know. There's definitely some more shit I want to get into. But, um, let's see here. Um, within a year, uh, within a year of more becoming the second most po- powerful Republican in the legislature... Uh, the FBI in 2015 launched an inquiry into the state speaker, or into the speaker after the audit found his campaign failed to itemize uh, thousands of campaign expenditures, which he ultimately amended. And then um, also um, rent payments that hit to a company he owned. Um, blah, 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 blah. A little bit here. Uh, yeah, let's get into the, the, the thing I really want to cover, which is more or less on the New York Post. Um, North Carolina, and we already read the title, blah, 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 blah. Um, also, I noticed an error here, I think, because they say that he's from Cleveland. He's a Republican from Cleveland, but I, th- I think he meant North Carolina. But um, North Carolina's House Speaker is accused of hiring a lackey to plant a camera outside the home of a former employee whose wife he allegedly subjected to years of degrading sex acts. Now, I do have to say definitely big alleged here um, because Lassiter, who um, is also in state government, um, at least I I think he is. um, Let's see. It was Apex. It says former Apex town councilman Scott Lassiter um, and his wife, um, who... 
they are wrapping up their divorce, I believe, um, is Jamie Lyles Lassiter, um, which is they had a three-year extramarital relationship, according to the lawsuit. Now, um, a lot of this is all according to Scott, but more or less Scott is saying that um, he had uh, found a camera like in his flower beds and then he replaced said camera and next thing um he knows he sees someone on the camera trying to pick up and recover the camera but that photo already goes to the cloud so he's like okay so this person was here and they were trying to record me like in my home um so i mean it's just super just awkward um but this happens after he's confronted Tim Moore about the affair. Um, and he says that Moore was like, what do I have to do to like, you know, keep you quiet? And in this lawsuit, he's just like, you know, no, I, I'm not doing this for money. I don't want hush money. Like you, you you're fighting my wife. <laughs> so, you know, this is definitely a spicy ass fucking allegation. Uh, apparently, According to Tim Moore, this is an on-again, off-again thing, and it wasn't during the actual marriage because they've been separated. Also, I feel like it's important to add, too, that Jamie Lasseter says that um, this um, relationship with Tim Moore happened um, post the relationship. Like, they were already separated. They already signed those documents. So, I mean, if that's already, like, a thing, then to me, that's like, oh, okay, you're kind of making a false narrative there, at least according to Scott. But uh, that being said, I mean, it's definitely spicy. Also, again, from Scott's uh, claim in his lawsuit, he says that um, he had, uh, Tim Moore had um, Jamie and other people that he had under his coercion, like doing like a bunch of sex acts and things like that. He called it de- degrading sex acts. So, I-, I mean, these are a lot of bold-ass fucking claims, but... Uh, a lot of accusations that have come at this guy seemingly just ping, 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 ping off like he's Teflon or something. So I'm very curious to see how this shit's going to shake out. Uh, you know, I don't know. I'm not doing the, I'm not, I'm definitely not doing the, the story justice here. There's also a lot of more information, like I said earlier. But yeah, I found it hella fucking interesting. So I wanted to talk about it. All right. Um, let's wait for this next thing to load up. Someday soon. All right, all right, all right. Uh, from CNN, two people are dead and 28 uh, people were injured in ma- mass shooting at a Baltimore block party. An 18-year-old woman and a 20-year-old man were killed and 28 others injured in a mass shooting at a Baltimore block party. Nine people were transported from the scene to hospitals and 20 people walked into hospitals in the area. Three people or three of the injured are in critical condition. Uh, The 18 year old was pronounced dead on the scene and the 20 year old was pronounced dead at the hospital. Uh, The suspects are still at large. Um, Sadly, Um, This was like, you know, kind of like a block party celebration kind of event, you know, top of the uh, top of the month, you know, 4th of July holiday weekend kind of energy. Um, Very sad that, you know, people get together, they have fun to unwind, just relax, be with the community. 
and you know shit like this happens um you know it's a fucking shame anywhere and everywhere um so you know definitely you know my thoughts condolences and all that shit goes out to baltimore uh also i think this is like the 338th mass shooting uh this year in america just you know talking about the stats and shit like that um I don't know. It's it's one of those things where it's, it's, you run out of shit to add. You definitely feel like a broken record in a lot of these things. But, um, you know, it, it, it doesn't mean that it's not worth covering. I think that's important that despite the fact that it sucks and that there's not much that we can do, um, you know, we, we, we mention it. We talk about it because um, these people matter. These moments matter. And I think it's important that you take stock and, you know, the life that we have, I think that every day is precious, you know, all that kind of fucking shit. Uh, let me not get too weepy or sappy here. Was there anything else I wanted to pull? Uh, definitely, if I hear any more information about the suspects or anything like that, we'll definitely update. Uh, all right, all right, all right. Let's go ahead and move along. I got one more thing to cover. Uh, not necessarily good news or anything like that, but just ending news for the day. Oh, yeah. All right. From ABC News. Grand jury declines to indict Travis Scott, five others in deadly. Ooh, I don't know why I said it like that. In deadly Astroworld crowd crush. A grand jury has declined to indict rapper Travis Scott and five others in connection with the deadly crowd crush at the 2021 Astroworld Festival in Houston, prosecutor said. Uh, Harris County. District Attorney Kim Og said the grand jury on Thursday returned no bills on all criminal charges related to the 10 deaths um, of the 10 spectators. Sorry, I said that weird. <laughs> um, so, I mean, this is a story we covered before. It, it, it's kind of crazy to me. I, I didn't realize that it's been so long. But um, this does kind of line up with kind of my thoughts of the matter. I did feel like criminally, like, yes. This is a fucked up event, but I know like Twitter and TikTok was going crazy. They're like, oh, this was a demon sacrifice. And then they were like, well, it was fucked up that he didn't stop the show immediately when he saw people were injured. And, you know, he could have made, he could have stopped this from getting worse and he didn't. And, you know, I, I think there was a lot of people more or less saying, yeah, yo, there's blood on your hands. Like you should be criminally charged. So, I mean, to me, I didn't feel that way, at least in the criminal aspect. I definitely feel like, yo, mistakes were made. But to single out just Travis Scott here, I think is wrong. Because in a lot of the situation, it wasn't like, oh, this is a person who's like trying to incite a riot. Even though it's like, oh, I've seen clips like, oh, here's a clip here. He did it there. Blah, blah, blah. It's like, bruh, this is a man performing. You're going to get wild. You're going to get buck. Um... I feel like at the end of the day here, uh, there was a lot of security problems and issue with Live Nation, which is, you know, the other people who are potentially under investigation. 
I felt like that was a big issue. I think the better security, the better, I want to say, infrastructure you have for a concert, for a venue this size, the better the situation. Like, I remember looking at clips of people being able to just rush in and they were super excited. So people come in and there's like another wave and more and more people coming in. And eventually it just gets to the point where people are literally falling over, getting trampled, you know, just dying and obviously it's super sad it's super fucked up but to just point the finger and say oh this is all travis scott's fault bad 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 he should go to jail i don't know i I didn't like that but that being said the civil oh excuse me the civil lawsuits uh i get i understand i know he settled at least one like with at least one of the victims but i know there is others pending um if not you know between him but uh, the Live Nation staff. So, yeah, I mean, it's definitely not a black and white case, in my opinion. I know maybe some people might want to make it that way, and, you know, more power to you. You know, for sure, if you disagree, totally get that too. Uh, you know, I love a discourse and conversation about these kind of issues and, com- you know, things that happen in the world and time and shit. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Those, that was my two cents on it. Those were my thoughts. This is an update. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to read all the names of the people, whatever. You, you can go on the article and read that yourself. Uh, that's more or less the episode. That's all we got for today. I thank you so much for uh, tuning in. I thank you so much for being a friend. And hopefully I see you soon for some more good news. I love you. Bye-bye. Mwah.